Uh, I'm really excited because I want to talk to you. I want to give you an idea of what I want to talk about. And the truth is there's so many people that are held in bondage from things that's happened in their past. How many of you had some stuff happen in your past? How many of you got some stuff that you don't want to talk about that happened in your past? That's okay. But see, a lot of us, some of us have been betrayed. Some of us have been lied to. Some of us have been taken advantage. Some of us have been hurt. And we're still carrying around bitterness, resentment, and sometimes unforgiveness. And so next week, I'm going to talk about the F word, the forgiveness. I don't know where your minds are, but uh, I'm going to be talking about forgiveness and what that really looks like. Today, I want to talk to you about breaking the labels. Come on, breaking the labels that bind. So many of us, somewhere in our past, someone called us something, somebody characterized us in some way. How many are you talking about? They called us, we've been, we believed a lie about ourselves. You know, and it isn't true. We're just under the labels of the past. I mean, I'm going to give you some well-known names, and I want you to finish the name with me. Is that all right? So it kind of goes together, and you'll just help me, and it kind of labels them out. How about, how many, you know, there, there's Attila the what? Come on, Attila the what? Hun. All right, y'all are good, all right? Now, how about um, Conan the? All right. How about Billy the? How about Buffy? All right. Y'all been watching bad shows. Anyway, <laughs> second of all, how about the last one? Winnie the? All right. That's a, and see, when I was a kid, uh, my real name's Howard. So what rhymed with my name was Coward. So when my brother would get mad at me, he'd go, Howard the Coward. And then uh, Nathan came one day when he was younger, and he had a book. He came back from school. It said, Nate the Great. And he goes, Dad, my name's Nate the Great, and yours is Howard the Coward. I said, well, we know. And so, you know, and it's like, you know, those names, you know, you remember sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. How many of you know that's a lie from the pit of hell? Because words affect, things do affect us. And see, I believe this is that, you know, I, I know that, you know, just, just that Howard the Coward, it's like a negative label on me. Or when I went through school, I got, I listened, by the time I graduated high school, I'd been to 15 different schools. They asked me not to come back to a few of them. They kicked me out of some and it was because of my behavior or the, just the way it was. But you know what I was really looking for? I was looking for attention. Not the wrong kind of attention, but I was inviting the wrong kind of attention. And see, you, you, you can put a name and see, what is the negative label that follows your name? You know, there's a blank in your, in your, your, your sheet right there, and you can fill in that blank what it, what it might have been. Maybe you've been the doormat. You've been so nice to people. People just walk all over you. You're always, and people just take advantage of you. How many are you talking about? Are there, you could be that kind of person that, that people call, you're the lazy one. Out of all the children, you're the lazy one. And that, in fact, you're not just, a, you're the irresponsible one. Not only that, you're not, you, you're the hothead. You're the tightwad. You're the party girl. You're the player. You know, all those things. That all of a sudden we think, we, put, we attach that to what we are. What is the negative label that follows your name? As you think about it, here's, the, here's what I want you to pray. And what I want to pray and I want you to hear today is this. That God's power is always bigger than your past. Can I say that again? God's power is always bigger than your past. My God in heaven. Can you imagine if an atheist got up here? You know the saddest thing in the world, if an atheist got up here to think somebody, he couldn't think anybody because he didn't acknowledge anyone. But if we acknowledge God, how much bigger is God than us? 
What can God do? You see, you know, what's true about you today doesn't have to be true about you tomorrow. I believe the power of God is going to take you what, for what it is and make you know and whatever that thing is and not make it true anymore in your life. You see, I'm asking God to give you a new God-centered view based on the Word of God. You know what my responsibility as a pastor is? To give you something to stand on. Give you a word to stand on during the week. That's my, that's my responsibility. That's a Pastor Joshua. That's Pastor Jamie. Pastor Zach, That you come here and go, I need a word that will carry me, that will help me, that will sustain me when I face the world. When I go, hey, listen, it's okay. It's fine because it's a great atmosphere. We sing songs. But guess what? Monday morning is coming tomorrow. And when Monday morning comes, all those things that you've had to deal with, all those things that you've got to walk through, the people that you're praying for, the people that you're really interceding for, the people that don't like you but you kind of feel the same but you've got to forgive them. You know what I'm talking about? All those people are going to be there. But the bottom line is for all of us, I'm asking God to give you a new God-centered view based on his word. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this means that anyone who belongs in Christ has become a new person. Say, I'm a new person. The old is gone, and the new life has begun. I'm so glad the old life is gone. And I thank God for his new life. It doesn't matter what you are, what you've done, where you've come from, or how bad your past is. But I believe this. If you've repented of your sins and you submitted to the lordship of Jesus Christ, the old is done away with. It's done away with. All the past has been washed away. The newness of life in Christ is available to you right now, right here, today. His newness. He's Listen, the Holy Spirit is walking right now between the aisles, and he's touching people's hearts. And as I speak today, the Bible says that, God, that God's word will never return void. That means he's going to come and he's going to prick you. What does that mean? His still, small voice, he's going to say, that's you. Hey, hear me. God wants to whisper in your ear sweet things about who you are and how he sees you. Amen? But see, sometimes we don't believe that God really wants to do that because we, we still attach that negative label to who we are. Amen? I'm in the right church this morning. See, I just want to give you some thoughts. You know, the past has been washed away. And so let me just give you three thoughts that I have to set you free from some labels. The first thought is this. God will give you a new name. Same, say, I, I want a new name. Isaiah says it like this in chapter 62, verse 2. Says, and you will be given a new name by the Lord's own mouth. You ever notice like when girls, especially when they're in junior high and they start liking a boy. I had sisters, so I know. And they like a boy. They write their first name and then they write their boyfriend's last name. Come on, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. And they start, they start practicing, maybe this will be the one. I'll be Mr. So-and-so. Miss, not Mr. Nowadays, you know, but anyway, Mrs. Anyway, just, I'm just saying. I'm, anyway, that was a slip, but I don't know why I slipped. But anyway, just God did, you know. But, but see, the, the crazy thing is, is that it, it, is God did this so many times in Scripture. What do you mean, Pastor Bubba? It's just a few of my, I'm going to give you a few of my favorite, you know, examples. How about, remember the story of Abram and Sarai? And remember, God had spoke to them when Abram went out to, the, to look out at, at, the, at the night that night, and God said, and they wanted to be parents so bad. Remember that? They just wanted to be parents. 
And you know the story, and he goes out and he says, you know, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. And he said, that's great, God, but there's a problem. Have you seen my wife lately? But what the cool thing is, what God did is he renamed Abraham and Sarah to uh, Abram and Sarai to Abraham and Sarah, which means father and mother of, of many nations. He changed their name. I, I love the story of, of Jacob. How about, I mean, you know Jacob. You know, Jacob, he meant swindler, trickster, huxler, hustler, you know, huxler, whatever you would, huckster, whatever his name is. But what happened is, is that God gave him a new name. You know what his new name was? It was called Israel. And he gave him a new, meant that he wrestled with God. That means that he went out one night, he was in Bethel, and he began to wrestle with God. He said, God, I'm not going to, remember he wrestled. And he said, I'm not going to, he said, let me go. And he said, no, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. How many of you ever had wrestling matches in your mind, in your heart, and in your spirit at times? Go, I'm not moving here till I get what I came for. There are people that are here this morning, they're wrestling right now. You've been wrestling with God. And you're, God, I'm not leaving here till you give me what I came for. You know, and the cool thing is, is that we know this, that, the, that he touched Jacob's hip, his senior. I used to do that to my children. Senior time, I'd run around the house and try to touch their hip. Oh, Dad, no. I tell them the story. But what I've learned this is I, I learned this from someone years ago. Never trust a man without a limp. Never trust a person. Because, listen, if someone's perfect all the time, that's a, you know what? That's probably a little bit of spiritual pride. But if you, get, if you get around people that are just real about who they are, they'll tell you. Listen, can I tell you? I'll just say this. If you want to know junk about me, don't ask on Facebook. Come ask me face to face. I'll tell you more junk you want to know. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because I know what God's done in my life. I know who I am, and I know what he's done, and I know what he's capable of doing. Because, see, here's the thing. His name was changed. It means it meant wrestle with God or God will prevail. How about the other guy who was a little wuss in the Bible? His name was Gideon. He was hiding in, in a wine press or kind of like a cave, and then the angel, he's hiding out from his enemies, and all of a sudden the Lord comes and he says, Hey, mighty man of valor. Was he actually living up to that name yet? No. And we know that he tried to make deals, God, God, if that's you, then do this, then do that. He had all these, these fleeces he put out before the Lord. But see, here it is. God called him a mighty warrior. And kind of, kind of, coincidentally, that's probably what God calls some of you. Mighty warrior. Come on, woman of God. See, I don't hear many shouts. But see, but I believe this. God comes to you, and he names you for what he sees you as becoming. Amen. You ever begin around your, your, your children? Come on, champ. Remember that little, come on, champ. I don't want to get in the Rick, you know, that. Champ, get up, champ. No. But I look at my sons and go, come on, hero. Come on. And I'll start naming them for what they are. Because not what they are today, what they're going to be. When I go to Luke's baseball games and he, he loves to play, and I go, come on, man, home run. Come on, Babe Ruth. Come on, I'll just, I'll just call out things to him. His, his favorite NFL player, and he tries to get the number for every jersey he has. He didn't get it this year. It was too small. But, but Russell Wilson, he loves Russell Wilson. And I watched Russell Wilson give a testimony of how he, he went through a divorce and how all that. He was just getting real with everybody. And how he's dating this, this girl that's like, she goes, she's fine. He said, y'all need to pray, but we ain't having sex. 
And like everybody, what? How many of you, if you have a God standard, the world kind of freaks out? Yo, ain't what? Come on. He's Russell. Give it away, baby. She's whoever, you know. She got to give it up. No. Listen, when you love God, you don't give up into the world standard. You go, God, you know what? Let me tell you where, my, where I politically stand. The Bible is my political. That's where I stand, biblically. Amen? Listen, if you're looking for a Republican, a Democrat, an Independent, they're all going to disappoint you. And they're all probably, every time they open their mouth, you know what they do. They lie. But anyway, just. <laughs> I didn't mean to start a political banquet here, God will give you a new name. What you've been labeled by in the past is no longer true. See, here's what I want you to understand. God will help you grow into your new name. What does that look like, Pastor Bubba? Listen, some of you, God's going to give you a new name, and it's going to be called forgiven. Some of you need to understand this. You've been forgiven. The Bible says there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. You need to forget, you need to let God forgive you of your past, of the things you've said, the things you've done, the things you've walked through. That doesn't identify who you are today. God says, you're forgiven. And you know, here's another name, overcomer. You know, well, Pastor, well, I haven't been overcoming, but you know what? You keep searching for God, you get hungry for God, and you say, God, I want to please you, I want to honor you, I want to do the right thing. God will help you to become an overcomer. How many overcomers we got in the house this morning? How many been forgiven by the blood of Jesus? Aren't you thankful for the blood? I'm so thankful that I can stand before God. I can come before God. I can walk. The Bible says boldly into the throne room of God and say, God, I'm your son, Bubba. And I need this. I'm believing this. I'm believing for you to do this. You see, I believe that some of you women, God's going to call you spiritual mom. Well, I'm not, you might not feel like you're, that, you're, you're there yet, but God's going to call you spiritual mom. And let me tell you, and for some of you, it's called spiritual leader, men. What do you mean, Pastor Bubba? God, he will lead you, he's going to help you lead your family by his power, and he help you grow into your new name. How many of you know daddy is a big name to live up to? How about husband? You know what husband is? It's a vine tender. That means when the vines start growing in order to get more fruit, there's sometimes you got to go cut the suckers away. And how many of you know there's suckers that get on your family? And sometimes you got to call out people. And sometimes, men, we don't like telling our wife what we see. Oh, they got real quiet in here. <laughs> Baby, I don't think you need to be doing that anymore. Well, who do you think you are? I'm God's man. Ooh, I like that. Listen, you want to bring, let me, let me, how many of you want to heighten your marriage and have a great marriage? Be the man of God. How many want your children to respect you? No one. Okay, three people. <laughs> Pastor, I feel like I'm being baited today. God does. See, the second thing is, the second thought I want you to have, God will love you. God God will give you a new purpose. See, not only will he give you a new, na- a, good, a new name, he'll give you a new purpose. One of my favorite examples is Simon. You, he could have been labeled undependable, wishy-washy. Right? Jesus meets Simon, and he said, oh, you're a fisherman. Wow. 
You've been fishing for fish, but I'm going to make you a fisher of men. And that was his purpose. I'm going to give you a new purpose, son. You're not just going to fish for fish. You're going to start fishing for men. And what's going to happen? That's going to happen the rest of your life. You're going to start fishing for people. In other words, I'm going to take you and give you a new purpose. And, I'm going to, I'm going to, and you're going to do things you never thought you would do. Isn't that what God usually does to us? We end up doing things we never thought we would ever do. You see, in other words, I'm going to take you and give you a new name. I'm going to give you a purpose. Along with a new purpose came a new name. Jesus gave him a new name. You remember Matthew 16? He says, Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock, or this small pebble, this small rock, I will build my church. And he says, and, all, and, and he said, and upon this bigger rock, that's him, that's Jesus, he says, and the powers of hell will not, what? Conquer it. In other words, now some of you may not, may not know this story. Was Peter always the rock from this point forward? Was he always the rock? Come on, tell me the truth. Okay? He messed up again and again and again. I imagine, you imagine you, you, you hand in your resume to go preach at a church. And by the way, I've been, I've been rebuked by the entire trinity. The, he was rebuked by the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. How many of you got that kind of reputation? Okay? And so what happened, here's the answer. And it's, in fact, if you know the story, Peter actually denied Jesus not once, but how many times? Three times. And then after the resurrection, Jesus graciously forgave him, restored him, and basically said, you go do what I created you to do, son. And on the day of Pentecost, guess who God chose to be the guest speaker on that day? Huh? Who was it? Peter the Rock, the one who knew that it, it, what it was like to fail, to be forgiven, the one who was best qualified to say, repent. Repent, sinners, and turn to Christ, and you will be saved. And on that day, Peter the Rock, think about it, led 3,000 people to Christ. And the beginning of the New Testament was formed on Peter the Rock. I've learned this. God never puts a label on anybody ever. Only people do. Here's the best news. Out of the greatest weakness, God can raise up the greatest strength. Let's be, let's be honest. How many of you got some weaknesses in your life? And everybody didn't raise their hand. How many of you say, that's me too? All right, thank you. Don't let the labels of your past define you. You're not what others say you are. And you're not the result of your past. Even though it tries to form you and put you in a mold. Here's the last thought that I want you to have. Our God will give you a new future. Not only will he give you a, good, a new name. Not only will he give you a new purpose. God gives you a new future. You know, I know so many people who are, who are pessimistic about their future. You know, they'll say things like, my life's never going anywhere. <laughs> never going to be like that. Never going to be happy. I'm always going to be alone. Not me, myself, and I. I'm always going to be miserable. Yeah, keep talking like that. You will. I'm never going to get out of debt. My God, that piece of bill's killing me. Quit charging. 
Listen, don't you dare insult God with faithlessness for your future. Can I just say that to you? Don't you go around speaking, you know, oh, me, oh, my, my bad crawfish pie. (laughs) See, the sad thing is, is it, you know, Jeremiah says it like this. For I know the plans I have for you. God's going, I have some plans for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster, to give you a future and a hope. If you go around saying, well, I'm just never going to have a good marriage, never going to get, or I'm never going to get married, or I'm always going to be in debt, I'm never going to, I've just got this addiction, and I'm always going to have it, and I just can't overcome, and I'm fat, I'm chunky, I'm a little overweight, I'm full-figured, I'm never going to be healthy, I'll never lose weight, my God, I'm, I'm a mess. Sound familiar? Any familiar spirits in here? That you've been listening to? Now, I'm not trying. If y'all think I'm being mean this morning. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm not trying to be mean. Out of your weakness, listen to me. Out of your weakness, God raises a strength and gives you a hope, and he gives you a future. The very best story in the Bible, one of the best stories in the Bible, and I'm end it with, is a lady who was labeled, one of the worst labels you can ever la- label anybody. In fact, her name's mentioned eight times, and the label's attached to her name six times in the Bible. And when that label's, it's a negative label that's tied to her. She's known as Rahab the prostitute, Rahab the harlot, Rahab the hoe. Whatever part of the world you're from. Now, her label was true. She was a prostitute. She was the lowest in society. And, and can you only imagine what she would go through, her emotions would go through, her, how she, her emotional state would be? She, she'd have to feel like, I'm used goods. I'm only good for one thing, and God could never love me because I'm only good for one thing. But she started hearing about the God of Israel and all the victories that he was bringing around the city that she was in. And her heart melted, and she heard stories of God. And she had two spies come in to her place from Israel, and she risked her own life, and she protected them. She very literally could have died if she, if she got caught hiding these people. So this prostitute became not just a savior of these two spies, but the savior of all those people around her, foreshadowing what would come years later that Rahab the prostitute. You see, she got to know God. And not only did she get to know God, she became a new person. And when she became a new person, God gave her a God-fearing husband. His name was Salmon. And she had a great marriage with this man when nobody else would have thought that was possible. Think about it. Here's what God did through Rahab, the prostitute, who married a God-fearing man. I want you to hear this. She had a son. Then she had a grandson five times over. And she had a great, 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 great grandson whose name happened to be Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Somebody ought to get excited. Who's your great, great, grandma? Rahab the the hoe? 
Out of Rahab the prostitute came Jesus, the Savior. You're not what others call you. You are not what you call yourself. You're what God calls you. See, those of you who say, well, there really isn't, there's, there's really something that's just holding me back. I've been labeled. I've labeled myself. Can I just say, I've labeled myself. I don't want any longer the labels to keep me from being who God says I'm supposed to be. See, if that's you, you really want to overcome by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and by his Holy Spirit, you need to pray that I would, you know what, I want to know who I am in Christ. That should be your prayer. I want to see who I am in Christ. Help me overcome my labels that hold me down. Would you lift up? Can I just say this? If that's you, think about it. You got to be really, really honest before God. We're all bent towards sin in this world. How many of you I'm talking about? How many lost your temper this week? How many had to deal with patience this week? How many of you wanted to cuss somebody out this week? How many of you did? Don't put your hand down. But you repented. How many of you just done stuff that you, you know, you don't want anybody. If we had to show the video this morning, we're going to show how you're, we're going to show all the bad choices you made this, this week on video. And we just show you right here. Clink. But you know the cool thing, if you really see yourself in God and you see who you really are and they went to go turn the screen on, it would be blank. It would be the blood of Jesus. It's a forgiven overcomer. My sweet baby boy, my sweet baby girl. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I go around, I call my, I call my little girl my little baby. What I, sweet baby girl, okay? A sweet baby girl. I go, hey, my sweet baby girl. And the other day I was going, hey, my sweet baby. And Luke goes, that's Libby's name, Daddy. Don't call me that. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right, son. I didn't call you girl, though. I don't want you to have any, any kind of mixed feelings who you are. But here it is. If anyone is in Christ... If anyone's in Christ, you're a new person. The old is gone and the new has come. Scripture says anybody call his name will be saved, forgiven, transformed, renewed, set free. As you call his name, all your sins will be forgiven. You'll be washed. You'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you'll never be the same. Listen to me. 35 years ago, on May 15th, 1980, on a Wednesday, you can look it up. I got sick and tired of being sick and tired of who I was. Are you hearing me? I mean, literally, because I had a grandmother that was praying for me behind the scenes. Y'all know the story. Literally, the, the world was beating a living Gehenna out of me girls couldn't do it. I had money. I had my own place at 19 and 20 years old. I was making, I mean, I mean, I'd wake up in the morning, check my money clip. Cause if I, if I got a little loose up and a little soft stuff, I was friendly, you know, I'd help people out. And I got sick and tired of that. And, and I, I started living my guilt and shame. I'd, I'd got kicked out of my house. My stepfather one morning, you know, we're going to go to church. And they, as long as I stayed in their house, you know, they said, as long as you're in this house, you got to come to church with us. You just got to go to church one time a week. 
And I remember I got it. I came in that morning. They were getting ready to go to church. They said, hey, if you go brush your teeth, you can come to church with us. And I remember looking. This, is, this was me. I looked at him, and I did this. I promise you. I went, I go, the heck, and I had, it was a different adjective. The heck with you and your church. And I appreciate my stepfather. He goes, good. Go pack your bag. Go pack your bag, because I'm going to allow this in my house. In my pride. I'm packing my bag. I moved to a marijuana farm. That's not a joke. We cultivated and how we, we cultivated and tried samples that we were trying to distribute throughout the Lafayette region. I had a great job. I worked hard, but I was lost. I was lost. And I never forget that day that Pastor Jacob came to my house. And he just started sharing with me the scriptures. And he just said this if you say you have no sin, then you're a liar and the truth is not in you. But if you confess your sins, he's faithful and he's just to forgive you. And now the best part is not just forgive you, but to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. See, we get to that point where we, we get forgiven, but how about being cleansed? And he said, and he cleansed you. And man, I, I remember I just like, I mean, I just felt like just something come over me. I felt like something. And he said, Baba, and I don't forget, he said, God's got a gift for you. I go, he does? And he wants to give it to you. And I said, what is it? And he goes, it's the Holy Spirit. Go, really? What is that? I heard about it, but I didn't. Can you explain? You know, I mean, just tell me. He said, it's a gift that God wants to give you so you have power to be an overcomer. It's God's power being poured into you. I said, come on, bring it. And I remember he praying for me. And I remember this. I was on my knees and I just started weeping. I started weeping. I started crying. I started laughing. I started speaking in tongues. I started shaking. I literally felt like, I literally felt like I got hooked up to an electricity cord. Like, yeah. I mean, just, I screamed. I remember walking out of my room, just crying, and my mom and my little sister there, they're hugging me. Oh, God touched you. Getting back to my apartment, tearing up all my junk and all that. And then I start sharing with people about Jesus. Because you know what? God gave me a new name. Because you know what I found out? When I'd go there, hey, Bubba, you got some? No, man, I got something better than that. What you got? Jesus. Oh, dude. That's the truth. Then he began to give me a new purpose. I started going to all my, I mean, my grandmother, she, I had so many Bibles. She gave me a Dakes Bible. Y'all remember those Dakes Bibles? Come, I mean, that Dakes Bible is as big as this right here. I remember going to my friend's house, throwing my Dakes Bible on their coffee table, coffee table break, you know what I mean? I mean, and I started, I didn't know what everything was in there, but I just tell them, I started preaching to them. What would you preach about? Hell. And it was hot. I led my roommate to the Lord. I led, I led his wife to the Lord. I, met, I led my cousin to the Lord. I led so many people to the Lord, and I knew that God gave me a new purpose. And you know what I've learned in 35 years? I'm not who I used to be, and I'm not all that I'm going to be yet. And that's not just me. That's you. And God, 
not only God gives you a new name, God gives you a purpose, but God gives you a new identity. And he gives you a new name. And that means saint, forgiven, overcomer, washed in the blood, filled with the power of God. Listen, let me tell you, the Constitution can't tell me what to do. The Bible tells me what I can do in him. See, those of you say, yes, that's me. I'm ready to give my whole life to Jesus. I repent of my sins, Pastor Bubba. I call on him. Let me tell you something. That this can be the greatest day of your life. Because it doesn't say, it says in the presence of the angels there's rejoice. I used to think the angels were rejoicing. But if you read that right and you look at the text, it says God's rejoicing, the angels are watching You know what? All you have to do is be brutally honest with yourself. I'm not happy where I'm at. I need Jesus. I'm not talking about religion because you can have all the religion in the world and still be a mean person. I know people that speak in, that speak in tongues that are mean. But my, my biggest thing, if you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I believe that you should have the fruits of the Spirit living in your life. Love patience, patience, joy. That's the power to live the life that God has told us that we can live. That we don't have to go around being disappointed and trying to figure out life. That we can live the life even now here on this earth. That we can enjoy God and God can enjoy us and God would just go, come on man, I'm going to show up in your life. It's amazing. Have you ever prayed, God, use me? And then amazing how he uses you? God wants to use you. Not abuse you. You see, in this world, I'm just going to come to the end. It's all right. In this world, it tells you if you make this money, if you have this kind of car, if you have this kind of house, if you have this kind of thing, we we really live in a materialistic world in America, don't we? We really do. And if we don't have those things that we see on TV or who the Boudreaux's have and all that. You know, we don't have the Joneses. We have the Boudreaux's here. And, and if we don't have what they have, then we can't be happy. But I remember my wife and I, Tracy, we were in a, a mission trip in Honduras one time. And my wife was so amazed. She goes, Bubba, did you see that lady's dirt floor? Those were the cleanest dirt floors I've ever seen in my life. I'm serious. She had a little stove. My wife kept, I mean, she kept, I mean, it was a village and it was just poverty everywhere. But this one lady, she kind of stood out because her little stove, she was probably Sabrina from Honduras. You know what I mean? Sabrina had, you know, you know, I know. I mean, you go to Sabrina's house, it's clean. I mean, she rebuked dust mites. Anyway. (laughs) I'm serious. Sabrina can clean a house. And if the dust mite comes up, she goes, ow. Anyway, just. But that's how we should be. When we see the lies of the enemy, we need to stand up and go out. As a, as a leader in your home, listen to me. You know what God wants you to do, man? Hey, ain't no trespassing and that kind of stuff in my house. We're not watching that on TV. We're not doing this. We're going to live for God. Women, God wants to use you as being a mother to other women in this church. Or being a sister. What does that look like? Can I just tell you something? Look at me. You know what the, our generation needs? It needs mamas and daddies. I, I believe this. You can't have a healthy church unless you've got a mother and a father that's healthy. 
That means a pastor and his wife that's healthy in the Lord. Are you hearing me? You can, I mean, you know, I believe that's what has to happen. And for every one of us that are here today, God's given you a new name if you're in Christ Jesus. Giving you a new name. Gives you a purpose. And the cool thing is, you got a good future ahead of you. Because, yeah, my future's not here and neither is yours. Our future's in heaven. But while we're here, well, let's just occupy and do what God told us to do. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. What does that look like? That doesn't mean you use words. You know, I love what St. Francis said. There's five gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And most people don't read the first four, but they'll always read you. Because you're the fifth gospel. You're the living gospel. You're a living epistle. Amen? If you need to know the Lord and you don't know the Lord, I just want, I want everybody to close their eyes. And just lift your hands to heaven all over this place. Say, Pastor Bubba, that's me. I need to know the Lord. I know that I'm not where I need to be, but I, I, I just want to be where God wants me to be. Listen, if you're in Christ, you're a new person. The old's gone. If you call on his name, God will forgive you. You'll be watched. Not only will you be washed, but you can ask God to fill you with the power of his Holy Spirit if you've longed to be filled with the Spirit. God will come right now and he will fill you with his Holy Spirit. Not only will he do that, but you'll never be the same. If that's you, Pastor Bubba, just say, that's me. Would you pray for me, Pastor? Raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All over. Anyone else? That's me. Pastor Bubba, I want to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit this morning. That's me. Just raise your hand. Okay? People around here. Okay, let's pray. Let's pray. Everybody stand to your feet. Just stand to your feet. Lift your hands to heaven. Many people raise their hands. Listen, he said, well, I've never raised my hand in a church. I've never had two questions at one time in church, much less one. Listen, this is for the Lord. Just raise your hands to heaven. Father, this morning we come to you. Lord, I thank you for my brothers and my sisters. I thank you for those that have come this morning, that they know that they're in place, that, God, their ways haven't been your ways. But, Lord, this morning they come and they say, God, forgive me. And just right now, under your own breath, just ask God to forgive you. Whatever God's put in your heart, just ask God to repent. That means Repent means just, God, forgive me. God, forgive me for being selfish. God, forgive me for having outbursts of anger. Forgive me for looking at things I shouldn't look at. Lord, forgive me for a lifestyle that's not pleasing to you. Whatever that is. I want you to ask God. God has a gift for you, and that's his Holy Spirit. I want you to just say, Holy Spirit, I just want to exalt Jesus. I can't do this by myself. I don't have the strength. I don't have the energy. And I don't have the power to be an overcomer. But I ask you to fill me. You said we would be filled with the Holy Spirit if we asked. And Lord, we're asking right now that you would fill people all over this place with the power of your Holy Spirit. That you would come and you would touch hearts and minds. And you would fill them with your grace and your power. God, to be overcomers. God, in a world that tries to overcome us, we want to be people that overcome the spirit of this world. And so, Father, I pray that you would fill people now by your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way. Come in this place. We invite you. Have your way. 
in this house. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Be seated. Just say a couple things and I'm going to be done. Just let you know. First of all, I want everybody to remember Teen Challenge. I want, listen, if you don't, if you, I'm getting plate lunches. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We're, they're going to be back at the, they're going to, yeah, they're going to, okay, that's right. Where they're going to be at this morning, they're going to be at the table to receive people. If you're a visitor, you can go there. If you fill out a connect card, you can go right there. They'll be right there by the computers right there as you're walking out. And they're going to sell tickets for $7 a piece for the best jambalaya in Louisiana. Right, Chris? Right. Yeah, I mean, he's praying hard this week. <laughs> and, and then, you know, what we're able to do, let me just tell you a little bit about this. Uh, Teen Challenge, they accept people without pay sometimes. Like, that means the guys don't even pay them. They actually are, uh, they try to be self-sufficient. I mean, where Nathan's at, he's picking blueberries and, and, and selling watermelons. He called me a couple weeks ago, Dad, man, you got any ideas? I said, brother, if you're pushing drugs, you can push a melon in some berries. Go for it. <laughs> in Jesus' name. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I said, you know, this is what you do. You sing a song. Uh, I said, yeah. Blood red, juicy, sweet. Come on, baby, get something good to eat. I was just playing with him. But anyway, for the melons. Any, but it's $7. And I, can we just bless them? And it, this way I look at it. If you don't need that many, maybe buy one extra or two extra and go give it to your neighbor and tell him, go, what's this all about? And just, can we just be generous? Is that all right? I'm glad three people are going to be generous. Can we be generous? Oh, yeah. And then help them out. And then also, don't forget, on August 14th, 15th, and 16th, your God-given passion. I want you to come. We're going to have the Crowley Church and the Eunice Church being here with us. We're going to gather as a family. And I'm just looking forward to it. Amen. I'll be preaching next week. Also here, I'm going to be talking about the, the F word. And see, some of y'all were bad. Okay. We're going to talk about forgiveness, which a lot of people, sometimes we need to release forgiveness. Sometimes we need to receive forgiveness. Amen? Amen. And so we're going to talk about forgiveness. And so I look forward to being here with you. And the, second, and the, the last thing is, is this. Listen, if you came and you prayed that prayer this morning, you said you wanted Jesus in your heart, it's the wisest and greatest thing you've ever done in your life. And if you ask God to fill you with his Holy Spirit, if you didn't, just come to me and say, you don't know what it's like as a pastor, and you kind of want, did anybody just, you know what I mean? And you see hands raised up, and no one comes and says, Pastor, I pray. And I've had people go, Pastor, I pray. And I've even had people go, I got it. I just encourage you, come to me. Go to my wife. Some, find someone and just say, hey, or find your name and say, I did it this morning. Amen? That's the first step. That's the first step. Amen? Amen. Hey, we love you. We're so, I'm so thankful for every one of you. It's been good. Like my wife said, we had a great vacation, but we're back. And I told, where's, uh, where's Deanna? She's sneaking out. Where, where'd Deanna go? Okay, Deanna, she goes, her favorite pastor's peaking this morning. And, and I said, well, did you bring your asbestos suit? I've been away for three weeks. You know, I'm preaching fire. But anyway, I just want to pray. Can I just bless you? And Denny's going to come up after. Father, we just thank you, Father, so much for 
God, all that you're doing and all that you're doing in people's lives. I thank you for salvations. I thank you for freedom. I thank you for what you're doing in our churches all around. And Father, we as a church, we choose to be a godly church. We want to be a godly people. We want to be people that pray. We want to be a people that not only prays but believes you for greater things we've ever seen in our lives. God, we pray for revival in this region. We pray for every church in this region, in this area, this city, God, that the fire of God would fall on churches, that people would get saved. God, there would be revival that would take place. Lord, we know that we live in dark times, but we thank you that we can be the brightest we've ever been because you would touch us and fill our lives with an expectation for a God kind of visitation in our lives. So, Lord, I pray I have an expectancy for you to do great things this week in people's lives. We just pray your blessings and your covering over every life and every person here this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.